All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the What's Your Opinions podcast. I am your host, Elias Montes, coming at you guys with another episode. Feel a little grateful, guys. I'm giving you two episodes instead of one and then leaving for weeks. I got two for y'all today. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day whenever you guys listen to this. Hopefully, I hope you guys have a good week because we all should have good weeks. But let's get no further into distractions or nothing like that because today is all about sports. All my sports fanatics, this is for you guys. This is where your time is to shine. Not really because this is where, obviously, it's just me. Because I'm not recording with Alex at the moment, uh, I'll give you guys two episodes. For nah. Alright, let's get right into sports. As you guys all know, this year, because of last year, because of COVID, we didn't get the 2020 Olympics in Japan. So, the Olympics is a couple weeks away. We are in the month of July. My mom's birthday is in two days. She's the 4th of July baby, so you guys better be celebrating, getting drunk for my mama. But, the Olympics are just a few weeks away. The Olympics start Friday, July 23rd. It ends on August 8th. Yada, yada. So basically, there's huge news coming into it, which is kind of ridiculous when we get into it. Um, They had just banned and suspended. I wouldn't say banned. They had suspended, uh, suspended. Uh, sprint star, uh, I believe her name is Shikari or Shikari Richardson from, T- uh, from Team USA for failing a drug test. Um, people that don't know, Shikari Richardson blew the competition away during the Olympic trials, and she literally was undoubtedly going to be on this. And it, it, she looked amazing, she flexed, she had that flavor, all that good stuff, and it sucks that she ends up, you know, not going, because she was a shoo-in. It was undoubtedly she was going into team usa and she fails a drug test and they consider this a performance enhancing drug and wait till you actually hear what i'm about to say it's absolutely ridiculous she failed a drug test not for crack cocaine not for any performance enhancement drugs they consider this an a performance enhancement drug which was hear me out people Marijuana. Marijuana. And she and she came out with this saying she did. Um I wouldn't say necessarily this is an excuse or whatever, but her mother had died two weeks prior. She had to do something to cope with um, you know, the falling of her own mother. Her mother doesn't get to see her you know, that sucks, man. The height of her career right now. Her mother that raised her doesn't get to see her daughter you know, perform at the highest level, which they've trained so hard for. But I'm reading this um this thing on Vulture. Uh, it's a pretty cool little magazine part. But I, she did come out on Twitter saying she's just human. You know, like, it's not that bad. And people are ridiculing her. Like, well, the rules are rules. If you should have known. I'm like, bro, her mom died. You jack. But I do understand to a degree the rules are rules. But how in the hell is marijuana a fucking performance enhancement drug? I'm going to tell you this right now from my fellow potheads and a minor pothead myself. By no means does pot make me faster. At that, a 10.5 speed, she made a record time of like 10.5 seconds. Incredible. Weed does that? What weed is she smoking? Like, golly, man. But no, man, weed makes you slower. 
And if this if it was like a hot dog, if it was like an eating contest or whatever, that would be an enhance that would be performance enhancing. But we're talking about running people. What pieheads you know are making the Olympics? And she's not even a pothead. And she just couldn't get out of her system in time. But you know what sucks, man? She, you know, this could be the height of her career and she can't do it for the next four years. What if in the next four years she doesn't do it? And every time she tries to qualify, she doesn't do it. This one time. I think it's absolutely ridiculous to even think that marijuana was that. And that's just being super fucking petty, in my opinion. But people don't want to discredit people want to don't even want to include Michael Phelps into this as if there isn't pictures of him in the Olympic trials a day before the Olympic trials ripping the fucking bong and people just turned aside a blind eye to it because it was Michael Phelps and he was in the subway commercials with fucking Jared from Subway hmm kind of got to put the two and two together but yet you don't strip him of his gold medals you don't suspend him you don't do nothing because he's a golden child she's my i believe she's my age how old is she i don't know dude i know she's hella young she asked me she was like hella young or whatever but excuse me it's ridiculous it's utterly ridiculous to think that you know, for that you're getting suspended from? All the promotional stuff you would have gotten out of it? It's ridiculous. I just think that's a joke. She's younger than me. She's 21 years old. Height of her career. Training her ass off. And this is what happens? It's garbage, man. But, you know, there's a lot of things going on that's kind of garbage when it comes to sports and all that stuff. Like the NFL rule, I don't like the whole, you know, the whole fucking... You know, the extra game, I think it's ridiculous, but, you know, these guys better get more pay out of it. That's all I'm saying. But, you know, it sucks for her, you know, I'm rooting for her. I hope she go. I hope they overturn it, which I kind of doubt at this point. The amount of pressure these guys are on right now, they're not going to do it. And then we got to wait another four years to see if she can still bring that sort of, you know, flavor back to what she was doing now. And I do highly recommend you watching her, um... Her Olympic trials, there, I'm at, I was like at awe. It's amazing. But, you know, that's my that's my little take on this for now. In other news, I think I'm gonna keep this relatively kind of short-ish, I guess. But you know, it sucks for Shakari Richardson. Um, and the U and USA a lot, like a lot of cool things are going with like the USA Olympics. I believe their gymnastic teams is all um, African-American, which is super dope. You know, congratulations to them. The shot put, there was a big girl that, like, made the qualifiers. It was, a, it was no, I'm like, damn, big girl getting at it. But I don't think I ended there with the Olympics. There's nothing really much more I could talk about because I really don't know much about the Olympics. Just, you know, the headline and what my little itty-bitty opinion for this small and crappy podcast I can give y'all. But I do have one thing. Obviously, for not all sports people, you know, you don't, some people, I, I think the NCAA is a lot more, you know, entertaining. But I also think the NCAA is a fucking joke at the same time. The NCAA had just came out, had just came out with a statement because, um, to give, that they're going to be paying players. Because now players can be making money off their likeness, and they'd be making uh, money and salary and all that stuff. But, for, you know, for the longest time, if you'd know... Players were not allowed to do that. Players would usually get um, kicked out of the college and, you know, usually live on their 
lives as a normal person. But there are certain people you can get, um, you can get, uh, what's it called? Leeway with, because if you're like a star player, I'm going to make sure it's, you're like, you know, you're paid on the table or something like that. But there's a couple things that have happened throughout the years with the NCAA that are very controversial, in my point, being because of the way NCAA handles their players and just handles the committee. It's an overall fucking clown show. So let's get into the first part of the NCAA, which is the players. The players now, um, they were demanding that they make 90K a year. I'm like, <laughs> okay, buddy, chill out. You can make that when you go into a third... You can be. You can make that money when you're on the third string of an NFL team. It's essentially just trying to get you to point A to point B and you have a little bit of leeway with it. You know what I mean? Without having any trouble. Because a lot of these times, these, um, these colleges will go get somebody and pay that said kid to even talk to them. It's happened before. To where the college is like, hey man, thank you for talking to us. We want to recruit you. Hey, here's 10K for just talking to us, bro. There's a lot more that came from when you actually um, commit to us as a team, you know, as a college. They do that. That's a real thing. They did a thing on Laramie Tunsil and his whole, like, draft, his whole, like, draft scam. Not draft scam, like, his whole draft, um, his little, whole little draft fiasco. Because Laramie Tunsil, he currently plays for the Houston Texans now, I believe. He, he was originally from drafts of Miami Dolphins. He was supposed to go number one overall. He was like an offensive lineman, the best in the league. And he basically lost out millions of dollars because all everything started surfacing. These college, the college got, I forgot what college he went to. They got um, significantly fined because they weren't helping him pay his um, rent, which is ridiculous. Um, they just weren't doing everything for him. And that's where, like, their mistreatment to their players is absolutely horrid. I do honestly believe these players should get some type of compensation for their, you know, their heart. Dude, these kids are bringing in billions of dollars for these colleges. And the most you can do is say, oh, well, they're, they're getting a free education. It's none of that is out the, that, that free education bullcrap is out the window. Because you're on a, you're on an athletic scholarship. You're not on a full registered academic scholarship. That is completely different. They want you because of your talents as a player they want you there. Make us billions. If not, we are taking that away. There are people that have gone through horrific injuries that that doesn't allow them that allowed them to never that doesn't allow that has never allowed them to go on this football field ever again. I forgot this one dude destroyed his knee to where he had to wear a brace for like five years. And guess what? Never was allowed to go on that field again. They stripped him of his tuition, and he couldn't do college. The classes that were too expensive for him. He couldn't live on campus because of the rent. It was ridiculous. But yet that player is supposed to hold some type of way with them because they gave him an opportunity. You know what? I think any player, if that ever happens, they should get a full scholarship to at least achieve that because they can no longer achieve the dream that they have always wanted to do was to go into the pros. They can't do that anymore. But then again, colleges don't care. Oh, well, you're you're expendable to us. Like, players of any caliber, you are not important at all. You may be household names, but at the end of the day, your replacement's there eventually. Like with football. Like with the NFL. Yo, you, you the people act like the running back. These running backs, they act like they're a needle in the haystack. No, you're not. There are so many in... 
in the in the in the practice squads the there should uh, the XFL that obviously the XFL hasn't come back yet but literally like people think they're like Todd Gurley has Todd Gurley ever lived up to that to that horrid contract that he got from the Rams 75 million dollars for 5 years with a 40 million dollar guaranteed made him the most paid running back in football where's Todd Gurley now I have no idea Last time I checked, it was in the Falcons that made $14 million. Still incredibly outrageous. And I, I don't know what team he's on anymore. What, what team is Todd Gurley on? He has not lived up to that to that, um, to that contract. LaShawn McCoy. He's been a journeyman for years now. What happened with him in Philly? Got him a big contract. Got hurt. Shipped him off. What happened to Le'Veon Bell? He wanted a bigger payout. Oh, New York Jets, we're going to pay you $1 million less than what you fucking wanted. But he's so desperate to get a job, and guess what he guess what happened with him and LaShawn McCoy? Got beat out by Frank Gore. A man that has never shown age once that Father Time himself is asking him what elixir he took. That is who beat out two top running backs at their time in their prime still. And he is at least eight to maybe nine years older than them. And he's making incredibly less than what they're doing. Running backs are a dime a dozen. And that is what it is for players. You guys aren't special. You guys aren't doing anything. We can replace you if we really wanted to. And that goes for everybody. Are we going to lose a lot of viewers? Yeah, but at the end of the day, we can develop these guys, and these guys can be stars themselves. That is what these colleges are to anybody. Oh, man, you know, that sucks, man. You know, we hope you have a good life. Hey, what's that? who's that Puerto Rican kid that we can get on a, on a, corner, on a corner set, you know? That is what the NCAA and that's what colleges do. They just don't care. They don't care about your livelihood anymore. Imagine that. And some of these colleges are like, yeah, you can't live in our dorm rooms. You can get an apartment. Oh, yeah, that's cool. I can't pay that. Can you help me? <laughs> nope. But I'm. But you guys recruited me. Can you at least give me something? Nope. My parents... Think about that. And now, as a player, you have to try to make a living for yourself to where you're in an apartment. You can barely make rent because you have to try to get a full-time job but can't take the full-time hours to try and pay for said rent. And you got to play on every Saturday. And you got to travel. So that fucks with your entire schedule. I think, I think maybe, this this is just me. Because of the NCAA, you are now able to make money off your likeness. You're able to take endorsements. You're able to, do, you're able to make money off your likeness. I personally think these players should take minimum wage. $28,000 to $30,000 per, um, per season or per year. I think that's very, very, I think that is incredibly generous. I don't, dude, it's the 90K, some even said, yo, we'll take 50K. Yo, you can lick my asshole for 50K. The fuck are you talking about? You are 19, set 20 years old. What do you need 50K for? What house are you buying at 19? Does your mom need a crib? Do you need the newest Rolls Royce? What do you need for 50K a year? Look at it. I'm doing the math right now. If you make 30k, if you make at least 28 to 30k, that is minimum wage. You're making 14 bucks an hour. That is 20. You're making 14.50 or you know, the base minimum wage is like 14 14 and a half, 15 bucks an hour in today's standards. You're making about 30k a year. Okay, that is enough to pay whatever you need to pay at that time. And then you're including endorsements? Yo, 
there's times where people, um, I knew a couple college students that were, they got stripped of their, um, their, fuck, what's the, what's the thing? Their scholarship because they took 12K. No, I'm sorry, they, uh, one college student in San Jose State, he lost his tuition because he took um, thir- 15K to wear uh, Adidas. Even though San Jose State isn't like this big old, they almost won a championship, but they know they didn't, they're not like this big old, they're not in the Pac-12, they're none of that. But, you know, 12K a year, I mean not 12K a year, 12K one time thing, wear, wear these sneakers, or wear these Adidas cleats in the Trojan color, in the, in the Spartan colorway, so you know, it shows off, and we'll know. 15K, you already made half of what you make yearly. You already make half of what you make yearly. And that's not including your jersey sales you can potentially get. Any merchandise with your name on it is now you take a cut of that. Let's just say you make, you get the endorsement of 12K for one payment. Now you have jersey sales. Let's make, let's say you make 5K. Uh, poster sales, you're a star athlete in your, in, in your respective college. Let's just say apparel, you take, in, let's say 5, 10%. And they make, I don't know, maybe they make about a hundred grand off of it. You take another ten grand off of it, another ten G's, and your jersey sales. I'm not including jersey sales with apparel, even though it's the same thing. But then jersey sales, let's just say you take another twenty racks because you're the household name. Everyone's predicting you to go to the NFL and everyone just likes you. Yo, that's a third look at that. Already with apparel and jerseys, you're at thirty K. Posters and all that, you make another five. That's thirty-five plus the twelve. You're making more than you made yearly, and you can make that in what a span of a year. You're making. You already have seventy k in the bank as a damn near teenager, as a young adult. Why don't you take that route? Because you know what? Because they're lazy. They don't want to go that route. They just would think because they're making these people billions, they should only deserve ninety to one hundred thousand dollars. No, you can make that when you're in the NFL. You can make minimum wage yearly payments here. 30K, bro. 30K for a year and you just got to play football? That's awesome. That sounds, like a, that sounds like a badass deal in my end. And, then, and, that, improve, and that makes you want to move. And that, makes you, and that makes you want to improve on your game. Because, oh, wait a minute. Yo, Adidas and Nike, they... Oh, Adidas told me 50 grand to wear these, uh, to wear these cleats and these socks and this, um, and this sleeve. Because I'm a badass player. Nike's like, oh, we'll give you a hundred grand, which has happened before to a player, forgetting his name. It happened in 2013. A hundred grand for a special for specialty gloves, socks, and cleats, and and a knee pad, and a and a sleeve. Hundred K changed the kid's life. I believe that kid's no longer in the NFL. I believe. I didn't. I didn't even make any records. I, no, sorry, that kid didn't make it to the NFL. He made it to the XFL. Which is hilarious. 100K. And he was a top player at the time. So you're telling me yearly a 30K and a potential 100,000 if I work my ass off? That's guaranteed satisfaction there, people. But yet these kids don't want that and they want 90K off the fucking bat, off the rip. Suck my ass, take 30, work your ass off, get endorsements, because now you can do that. And I think... That should be right. I think 30k is perfect. Minimum wage? You don't got to and you don't even have to work a job. You only got to do is go to practice and play my ass off. 
and try to make some records. It's utterly ridiculous, man. But I, I literally just did the math. And you know what? Anybody that's in the, the UCLA or anybody from San Jose State, anybody from, um, what's it called? Um, fucking, I don't know, Miami Hurricanes? Hit me up because I can be your accountant. 50K a year, hit me up. Suck my ass. It's whatever. But that still doesn't, obviously these players and all that, I think they should have been paid a long time ago. All this brewed up is because of California and they passed a law. There's a difference between schools can't do that. But when California makes a law, when obviously when you make a law, that said organization or anything cannot go against that law. Or they will be heavily fined or other crazy um, like like stuff was going to happen to them. California passed a law that allowed college players and athletes to make money off the likeness of their names that alone okay obviously it's california california is going to tax the shit out of those players because <laughs> you want to get paid well you got to pay uh, uncle sam big buddy they passed a law that allowed them to make money for their likeness that includes everything i just said you know posters movies apparel on them so on and so forth yada 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 that changes the entire realm of the ncaa you're telling me there wouldn't have been there wouldn't have been a huge transfer gate? People that don't know what transfer gate is, it's basically at the end of the season, there's a certain period of time to where you can transfer from said from your school to a different school. That's how I believe Trevor Lawrence and Kyler Murray spread it out and got, you know, their draft values out of it because they believe they were all in uh in uh, Oklahoma. I, I I'm I don't know if I'm sure on that, but I know it was like three of them all in the same school. Them it was like him, Fields, and Murray. And yet, and it proves, Kyler Murray dominated, won a Heisman. I still think it's shitty what they did with him with the Heisman, but he won the Heisman, number one pick. Trevor Lawrence, number one pick. It's, you know, Justin Fields, it sucks, man, you're in Chicago, but you're a top 20. That's all I'm saying. You're going to make a lot of money, but, you know, you're still making millions. That's Transfergate. You're allowed to do it at like a set period of time. You have to like this month to this month to do it if you want to. And that's when all these colleges get these people again that loan them these mo- that give them this money to try and persuade these said players to go to their um, college. That's all it is. That's all the transfer gate is. Is oh they just offered me like I don't know like a hundred racks to go and be a starter. I'll take it. So imagine that the transfer gate. All these top defensive players, offensive players, linemen, quarterbacks, and all that. You don't think they want to go to San Diego State, the UCLA already, the, you know, Cal Berkeley, San Jose State. You don't think these people want to do that to make themselves, guarantee them money, even if they're getting taxed on it? It would have changed it. All these, all these um, schools would have been top contending schools, wouldn't be winning consecutive championships because you get the best players because you can't do anything when they get transferred. The NCAA has no say in it. Oh, man, they transferred. Man, Cal Berkeley looking like they're going to win the national championship. I don't even know if Berkeley can do that, but I'm just saying. Just saying. Imagine that. In the NCAA, I believe uh, the year prior, 2019, said, man, I I guess we got to do this. And they didn't didn't officially do it because of COVID. So now this year they can make money off their likeness. That's what that spreads around with. I had the great opportunity and again, with these players, I still believe they're mistreated with everything. When it comes to living situations and all that, I really had the oppor- I had the awesome opportunity 
to talk to this um, Ohio State defensive coordinator. Um, he he was I don't I don't even know why he was here in Gilroy, but he he lives here in Gilroy. It's just like a, a home away from home. He used to teach my uncle. Uh, he used to you know uh, train my uncle Jason in football. He used to coach. Uh, he used to coach him and stuff. And I had the awesome opportunity to talk to him and stuff, especially with sports. We talked for like two hours, just me and him, off, just going off and on, off and on, off and on. He changed the way I see football now. I'm gonna give you guys. I'm forgetting his name right now. Oh, um, shout out to Mr. Um, Richardson, a former defensive coordinator for you know the Ohio State Buckeyes. He got to he got to see like Chase Young and Nick Bosa and them. Even though he wasn't a coordinator at the time, uh, I believe he was like the physical. He's like a recruiter now for them. My thing was this: the way he showed me changed my way of football, and now I understand the middle linebacker position a lot better than ever before. Because what he taught me was. The middle linebacker doesn't look at the quarterback. He does for a brief moment, but he looks at the offensive lineman. The offensive lineman dictates how this how it's going to go. Some of the most elite um, linebackers can't even depict that. It takes a certain amount of talent and coaching that teaches you how to see the how to see the game. You look at players like Fred Warner, Patrick Willis, Mike Singletary. Um, just to name a few, um, Luke Keekley and show how they see and how they can, how they visualize the field and how they can determine plays before the play even happens. That's great coaching. And what he taught me was when the offensive players asses are down and their chests are up, that's a pass play because they're initiating their leg movement to go and push up. When you see a pass play, you never see these guys on their shoulder pads. You see them just in the chest of their shoulder pads and pushing them up. That gives so much leverage to where the defender can't do anything but try and get out of it. And that gives the quarterback enough time to um, search the field, go through his reads, and attempt to throw the ball. And is there, if, if their chest is leveled and their ass is up, that means it's a, pa- it's a, it's a rushing play. Because what they do is just going straight and they're you know, manipulating the holes to where the, the, the running back can go through. I guarantee you, when you watch the NCAA this year or you watch the NFL this year, Remember what I said, and look at the fucking play. Uh, look at the offensive lineman. You can dictate what's going on. And the reason why they do so much shifting, it's to throw the defensive player off. Oh man, they're they're up now. They're down. Oh, they shift again. Now it gets trickier because we don't because they're changing it on the fly. But it, it takes a certain it takes a certain amount of mind to you know dictate that and to really determine. Oh, it's a run play and be sure of it. That's why the middle linebackers are considered the quarterback of the defense. And he taught me that. Shout out to Mr. Richardson on it. And he was telling me like sad stories of like he personally can't give these kids money. You know, these kids were so broke at the point where they can't even get anything off the dollar menu. And he literally bought, I believe, like $200 worth of McDonald's so he can feed his defensive team and just feed everybody on the team. That's that's sad, bro. Like, honestly, man, like how do you how does college just go through that? And just believe like oh, they're fine, man. When these kids are starving, these kids are getting these kids are becoming homeless. They're hundreds and thousands of miles away from their parents, so they have no sense of security, um, like reliability. They have to be on their own. Obviously, you are an adult, but when you're on a scholarship and you're not making any money and you can't get a job because your schooling, um, what's it called, your practice schedule and your travel schedule mixes up, you're gonna get fired. It's ridiculous. I think it's totally bad. 
And, you know, it, that just what makes the NCAA just like a, a complete joke. And what makes it even funnier is that Reggie Bush was trending on Twitter. People that don't know who Reggie Bush was, Reggie Bush was this um, running back. Hold on, let me see real quick. Uh, Reggie Bush, uh, people that don't know him, I think he dated one of the Kardashians. Uh, Reggie Bush, Kardashian. Yeah, um, yeah, he dated a Kardashian. He dated um, Kim K. This is like way before, uh, what's his fucking name? I think it's like, they, I think this is before her first marriage, which was like Humphreys or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, that's like her second boyfriend or whatever the fuck. It's like 2007. This is like a year after he went to the NFL. But Reggie Bush, for people that don't know him, Reggie Bush, um, in 2010, he was a Heisman Trophy winner. And... They used, uh, the NCAA had received impermissible benefits uh, that, not impermissible, I'm sorry. They had evidence that in 2010, they had realized that he had got money from this marketing agency while he was still a student athlete. And Reggie Bush's Heisman Trophy and his records were vacated. All that hard work. And Reggie Bush was the number two pick in that two, in that draft. He recently came out on Twitter and said, well, well, well. Look what we have here. And Reggie Bush came out with a statement on it. I'm about to read it right now once it's once it's uh, finished loading. But it's crazy to think that, you know, stuff like that happens. I'm not, they, I think they, they have to. If they're now accounting these people as athlete players, then Reggie Bush should get his trophy. Reggie Bush should get all his records back because he broke a ton of records back in the day. But it's it, it's insane. It's insane to, like, think that. But uh, Reggie Bush came out with this statement, which was, Over the last few months, a couple of, on, a, on multiple occasions, my team and I have reached out to both the NCAA and the Heisman, in, uh, and the Heisman Trust in, in regard of the reinstatement of my college records and the return of my Heisman. We left multiple messages for, uh, is Michael Camerford, or Comerford, the president of the Heisman Trust, but instead of uh, receiving a, fo a phone call from Rob uh, Whaleman, the executive director who stated that Mr. Kemford would not be calling us back and that in any event they would not, they could not help us. We reached out the NCAA on multiple occasions and received no help from, no help, or got any response at all. It is my strong belief that I won the Heisman Trophy. Um solely due to my hard work and dedication on the football field. And it's also my firm belief that my records should be reinstated. You got to realize something. Money doesn't make you, um, money does not make you the million dollar man. You can't be fast with a million dollars. That shit is genetics. That shit you work hard for. You think Sha'Carri Richardson's fast because someone gave her 80 grand to say, yo, you run faster now. No. She worked on running fast. She worked on her cardio. She worked on her leg strength. She worked on her legs. She worked on her calves and all that stuff. She never missed leg day. So, and yet, a million dollars don't make you fast. So you're telling me Reggie Bush, when he got all that money, you, you're telling me that made him fast. That made him dominant. That what's, that's what made him dominant and how he won the, uh, how he won the trophy, the Heisman Trophy. Solely because he got money. He won the trophy. He could suck my fucking ass if you believe that. I think Reggie Bush would be reinstated. I don't think it's going to happen. And that just makes the NCAA more guilty of their...
fucking whatever the fuck their bullshit is doing. Yo, this is it, it's insane. So you have to reimburse the Fab Five for what they did because obviously that's like, and that's what makes it literally weird, man. Like they give you this huge ultimatum, which is nobody wins at the end of the day with this ultimatum. I hate people that give me ultimatums too. Like ultimatums are like the most ridiculous thing you can ever give, especially when women want to do that shit and you want, they want to give you an ultimatum and dudes too, dudes, you guys make some shitty ultimatums also. But there is this, um, there is this YouTuber. He, he was a, uh, he was in college as a kicker. He was a really, really good kicker also. I believe his YouTube handle is called destroying or destorming. I, I, I don't, I don't remember. I used to watch his videos back in the day. He was a college student and I think he had broke two records for kicking. Uh, he had, he had like a 59 yard field goal. He was making like NFL numbers. He was getting, um, he was getting notarized by the NFL also. He was on the radar and you know, he started making YouTube videos cause he thought it was fun. And sure enough, these YouTube videos start kicking off. He starts getting into the, the like TikToks like for you page. Like he, he was on like the front page of YouTube. He was getting millions of views. At one point he had like 1.5 million. The next he had 6.5, 13.5. And for people that don't know, and you're not a YouTuber, I'm not a YouTuber also. I'm not a YouTuber, but I want to be at one point where, you know, once you have a certain amount of viewership and following, like subscribers wise, they ended up, they do end up talking to you and be like, Hey man, we want you to, you can join our partnership program. You get ads on your thing and you get paid for your content now. And he ended up doing that. He was making, he said he wasn't making crazy money, but you know, it's enough to feed him. He has no, he has no family. He has no nothing. He lives in a college dorm room and, you know, he can't get a job because his, because, um, you know, football wouldn't allow it. So guess what? He's like, fuck, man. Uh, yeah, I'll take it. And he's only making maybe 500 bucks per video. Like he's making an average of like maybe a, uh, like 1000 per month. Let's just put that on average of a thousand per month. The NCAA, the NCAA didn't get wind of this until one of them saw like one of his videos went trending, like super trending. And they asked him, you know, this thing has like 6.7 million, it has 13.5 million views. Are you getting paid for this? If he said no, they're going to put him on investigation. You know, like, you're just, you're just going to say no. And they'll be like, oh, well, okay, then you just keep making those videos. And, and when you're in the YouTube partnership program, you start, you yourself gets put in that algorithm. And that makes you more exposed to, you know, the other side of YouTube. So let's say when eventually this podcast gets on YouTube, if somehow a pot my episode gets a million views because I talk about fucking, you know, get jerked off in an alleyway at a Little Caesars, then I'm getting into that recommendation because now people are sharing it and doing all that stuff. And I'm part of the partnership program, so I'm getting paid and you're putting me in the algorithm. You know, that's it. And the NCAA, they made him make a choice. And that was like, you either pay us, pay them everything that he made, or he loses his, um, or he loses his scholarship. And that's a shitty ultimatum. Okay, so not only am I going to be homeless, I got to pay you everything that I made, which I probably spent all the money already because I can barely survive on my own. Or, 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 I pay you guys back or you you know strip me of my thing or an oh i pay you guys back i go through a horrific injury i'm no longer part of your athletic scholarship and now i'm broke and i can't make youtube videos because i took i was taken off the partnership program 
and I gotta and I have to grind all over again for that. Or I go back to the partnership program and give up my dream that I've been trying to go for years now. And he ended up taking um he ended up going with his he ended up dropping his dream. And he's still doing it. I, like it's pretty cool. He ended up uh getting picked up by the Canadian Football League, which was super dope. And what's funny, what backfired is that college that he went to, they have not they've gone through I think fifteen kickers now. Because they all went to like horrific, they all got like some serious injuries or whatnot. But that's like a, I just think that's like a dumb ultimatum in the first place. Like, yo, I'm making you billions of, I'm not saying I'm, but I'm the reason, I'm like 0.5 of the reason why your guys are making billions of dollars and you guys get to stay safe at your home. I can't make a little money for myself because I can't survive on my own. That's like a girl saying, that's like your girl that you've been dating for. You make a lot of money because you have a good job and she gives you the ultimatum of, Hey, I want you to leave your job, get a lesser paying job because I don't get you enough. I don't get you enough time to myself, but I still want to keep this fancy lifestyle. But you got to leave your job or me. It's either the job or me. The paying job that allows her to get these, you know, $60 nail salon, whatever the fuck, her hair, her toes, fucking skincare products, whatever. You take her to nice fancy restaurants, whatnot. That job is paying for all that. So you're going to have to sacrifice some hours out of your fucking life to uphold that. Or, 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 or you pick her, you get a lesser paying job. And so when you don't, when you're not able to pay for her, uh, her nails and her, everything that she wants, her bills and all that, she's going to leave you. And now you're hurt even more. So which one's going to hurt less? If I keep my job, I lose the girl. But then again, it kind of opens my eye that she was only living for my money. And it still kind of hurts. Or stick with the gold digging whore until she breaks up with me because I can't pay for her. Because I got a lesser paying job because she wanted me to do that. No. By all means, ultimatums do not work out for anybody. Do not give them. You're just a selfish, you're just a selfish person if you do that. It's like, it's either that or me. It's the game or me. Well, shit, the game has never fucking cheated on me. Let's fucking go. Bye. <laughs> oh, fuck. Where am I going with this, man? I would even call myself a professional, but we're professionals here, people. In the VCK studios. In the WYO studios slash VCK. Um, you know, I think we leave it here. I think we can leave it on this note. Um, if you guys would like to follow this podcast, you guys can follow this at What's Your Opinions Podcast. We are literally every streaming service you can think of: Spotify, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, the SoundCloud, etc., etc. If you guys want to follow the page, it's WYO Podcast. I'm gonna be doing a little couple things here and there. If you guys want to come support me, please coming week next friday whenever you listen to this next friday i'll be vending at san jose pop-up make sure to follow me at the vintage city king of the z at the end we're gonna have a cool ass event there over 30 40 vendors cool ass taco trucks i love tacos that's like that's like honey to flies i don't know i don't know the expression but yeah if you guys want to do that again guys daily reminder fucking go do what you want to do be happy what you're doing and last but not least stay horny stay happy don't be like puff pepper vintage that fucking bozo and last but not least stay sexy guys i'll see you on the next episode peace